I'm Johnny Juicer and I'm with Soul Flow Vegans. Hey everybody, my name is Sean Russell, founder of Soul Flow Vegans and host of the Soul Flow Vegans podcast. Welcome back to season three of our show. Johnny Juicer joins us for our season premiere where we talk about how he got into juicing, recommendations on how you can get started, controversies, his co-star Noah, and tips on building your brand. We're also excited to announce Balance for Life Florida as a sponsor for this episode. We recorded our conversation with Johnny at their plant-based paradise retreat. Balance for Life Florida offers water-only fasting, juice cleanses, and plant-based meal programs at their oceanfront Wyndham Deerfield Beach Resort. Be sure to use code SOFLOW at checkout to save money on your stay. Visit balanceforlifeflorida.com for more details. Joining me as co-host for this episode is our media coordinator, Alba Mendez. Remember to like, share, and leave a review for this podcast. Links are in our show notes on soflowvegans.com slash podcast, where you can subscribe and listen to some of our previous episodes. So without further ado, Johnny Juicer. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Soul Flow Vegans podcast. We've been gone, but now we're back. And as you can see, we have an amazing guest with us here. We've been waiting forever to get him. We <laughs> finally have him. And now, guess what? You have him, too. We have Johnny Juicer in the building. Love it. Woo-woo. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. And, and as a special, special bonus... He is here at Balance for Life, which are the sponsors for this podcast. We want to thank them so much for arranging to have him here for the Plant-Based Paradise event. And now we get to pick his brain like you pick a certain type of fruit. I can't think. I'm not, give, give, help me out. <laughs> yeah. just, pick an apple. I don't oh, know. There you, oh, see, I wasn't picking apples. All right. So we have <laughs> Alba, our media coordinator, her, her title is just changed by the week because she does so much. Say hi to everybody, Alba. Hey, guys. How are you? And I, I, don't, I don't think I said my name. I'm Sean Russell. But anyways, not it's not about me. It's all about Johnny Juicer today. Oh, man. It's about all of us. <laughs> it's about the vegan yeah. movement. So speaking of the vegan movement, let's get started. Like every good superhero movie, we want to start with the origin story so yeah. that way we can get the basis of everything else we're going to talk about. Right. So... What is the origin story okay. of Johnny Juicer? So, yeah, so I mean, my story starts up probably a little, I would say seven years ago it started completely. Um, it started with juicing, and up until that point in my life, I had uh, suffered from gut issues from a very young age, like seven years old, migraines. Um, my mother uh, used to take me to the hospital. I've had colonoscopies done in eighth grade, freshman year, and uh, I was diagnosed with IBS. I was told I was lactose intolerant. Um, and at the same time, I was still taking migraine medication as well. Um, and, uh, I was always pretty active for the most part. I played basketball throughout high school, so I didn't really have weight issues. But when I got out of high school, that's when everything kind of started downward spiraling because I started partying. I started eating more fast food and I was taking meds for my IBS, meds for my migraines. I got, I was working a 12 year job, driving a truck for FedEx and uh, yeah, I was just like in this downward spiral. And then in, finally in 
2012, I saw the documentary Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. I was really big into documentaries, and uh, for whatever reason, every food documentary I'd seen, nothing really triggered me except when I saw that. Um, totally resonated with it. I didn't know what juicing was at the time. I was just really into smoothies, creating smoothies and whatnot, so um, I thought it could really help. And I saw that documentary one day. I was eating a deep dish pizza while I, while I saw it. And uh, yeah, after that, the rest is history. I went and bought a juicer the next day, and that's when my journey started. It wasn't perfect, but it started right then and there. So 2012, you said? Is 2012 when is when, it's, when I started juicing. When I, w w that's what started my whole journey. When you say deep deep pizza, that means that you came from Chicago then? I came from Chicago, Ooh. yeah. So it's like the meat and dairy capital of the world. So uh, Italian beef, Italian sausage, pizza, my mom's pasta and home cooking. So being Italian, so yeah. Okay. So you, at that point, you decided to start juicing. At yeah. what point did it like become a thing for you right so it started then you know i saw the documentary i have a very extreme personality so i went the next day and bought the same juicer from the documentary the breville elite and the following weekend with my ex-girlfriend at the time we completed uh or we started a three-day juice cleanse that's you could find it online it's a joe cross and dr joel Furman juice cleanse it's a three-day cleanse and um so like literally four days after the documentary i'm like let's do this juice cleanse and started it First day, now, mind you, I'm working at FedEx as well, so I'm bringing all these bottles with me. And, uh, you know, the first day goes by, everything was good. The next day, I'm at work, and I'm, you know, down in my first juice. I start getting a little bit of a headache, a little bit of a brain fog, and I'm hungry. I'm starting to get hungry. And uh, I'm driving, you know, and this is what I used to do. I drive, and you see Taco Bell, McDonald's, mm -hmm. and then I saw Culver's, which in the Midwest is a big, you know, uh, cheeseburger place. And I'm like, you know what, whatever, I'm, I need to eat. So I went there, and after day one, I went and got a cheeseburger. And my uh, ex at the time called me, and she was like, hey, how are you doing on it? And I'm like, I actually am at Culver's right now. I'm eating a burger. And she's like, what? So I kind of put juicing to the side a little bit. I, I guess I went into it too extreme, mm -hmm. like coming straight from a standard American diet, like a junk food addict. So um, it wasn't until later that year when my prog problems progressively got worse that I'm finally like, all right, I have a juicer, I have the tools it needs, it's time to put my foot down and really dedicate myself to this. So going into the new year 2013 is when I started juicing every day. I completed a three-day fast and incorporating a 32-ounce juice every day, which a 32-ounce green juice is roughly between like 12 and 15 servings of raw vegetables. Mm -hmm. So I was doing that every day, and from somebody that was just eating fast food all the time, not getting no vegetables, to doing that, just incorporating that alone was helped me lose like 10, 15 pounds over like a month and a half time. And it was just, I was gravitating more towards eating healthier and crowding out some of the bad stuff. And then what point did it become, at what point did you become Johnny Juicer? Yeah, so I mean, basically March of that year, 2013, I saw forks over knives. And that's what triggered me to go vegetarian. I'm like, okay, I can give up meat. Couldn't give up dairy, you know, being mm -hmm. Italian. I can't give up cheese. I'm not giving up ranch. I put dipped ranch, everything in ranch. So um, I was vegetarian for about five months. And when I went that route, I was eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. I was kind of already eating vegan for the most part, but on the weekends I'd have my pizza. I'd still party. I'd do all that stuff. But one night, one day I saw the documentary Earthlings. This was like six months after going vegetarian and immediately made that connection. Mm -hmm. And it was more of an ethical decision when I went vegan. And it's funny because my platform is all about health, but it was an ethical decision. I got a vegan tattoo like a month later. I'm like, I don't want to have wow. nothing to do with that. And 
over time, it started improving my health. And, and during all this time, I was still doing juicing every day. I mean, even now, I mean, it's been seven years. I juice every day. I have to, I had a juice this morning. Every day, it's a staple in my diet. So during that time, I, I went vegan, and that when I gave up the dairy and the eggs and all that stuff is when everything really started clicking and my migraines were subsiding, my gut issues really got a lot better, and uh, ultimately, it led me to raw, and that's when everything, I mean, it just changed everything about everything about me like I did a whole 180 with my life so so you're so you're 100 percent raw 100 four and a half years yeah I lost 65 pounds no longer have gut issues don't get colds or flu no more don't get don't have migraines I mean my I being 100 percent in control of my diet juicing every day I mean I eat a very high liquid diet is basically what I do right now mm -hmm. so like right now you're at um you're at the Wyndham Deerfield Beach Resort. No, you're at the you're at a hotel right now. So how, take me through that for like somebody who's like, okay, I would love to juice, but I'm always on the road or X Y Z excuse. Okay, as soon as I got in from the airport, went to a place called Miami Juice, got 32 ounces of green mm -hmm. juice, went to the store, got a bunch of produce. My 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 room's filled with oranges, mandarins, mangoes, got cantaloupe right here, and uh, I'm always prepared. Like I when I first went raw, I was too. Um, I was too into trying to find a raw restaurant or trying to find a vegan restaurant and try to make it a, a raw option for me, you know? And what happened was it's like, why don't I do what I do when I'm at home? Just mm -hmm. get, drink some juice and load up on fruit. And that's what I do. I try to find a Whole Foods or wh wherever I travel, there's a Whole Foods or you can find a supermarket. I, find, I think the place I went to, I don't even know the name of it. Um, but yeah, I found some produce. And, and that's kind of, when I went vegan, I was still working at FedEx and I was juicing like crazy. My 32 ounces turned into 64 ounces, and that was before I went raw. I was eating like a high raw diet already because mm -hmm. coming from a junk food and going vegan, there wasn't a lot of the vegan options that they have now. There wasn't Impossible Burgers, none of that stuff, which I'm happy because I think mm -hmm. it happened the way it was supposed to because otherwise I'd be hooked on that, you know? So going from uh, vegetarian and eating a high raw diet and being vegan, it was an easier transition for me going raw, actually, than it was going vegan. Because it was, I, even though I went overnight, it was, I thought about dairy all the time. I missed it, you know. Mm -hmm. And back then they had like go veggie cheese and nothing like they have now. None of the nut cheeses they have now. But um, like I said, yeah, I was eating a very high raw diet. And once I got my body to a point where I was okay with just drinking juices and eating fruit, like I just felt great every day. Every day is just a good day the medical side I mean everybody knows that I'm a nurse I work in the trauma I mm -hmm. work in the ER I do cardiac cath lab and prior to coming to a balance for life I just finished doing two other heart attacks and my youngest heart attack was 29 now my question is for anybody who wants to be into this raw lifestyle and let there be men women anything like that and they say and come to you well how do you keep muscle density on a raw diet how can you survive on just drinking liquids but you just don't only drink liquids right so basically yeah I, a lot of my diet though throughout the summer has been liquids i wake up i have a water distiller i'll drink 30 or 64 ounces of distilled water upon rising that's every day like i'll i'll throw some e3 live in there like it's algae fresh fresh algae or i'll throw just squeeze a little lemon or lime in there that's how I start my day. I'll go do a fasted workout at the gym, come back, drink my juice because my body's like, you know, not starving, but it's ready to soak up some nutrients. And a green juice is the perfect way to go after that. I'll drink coconut water. I buy coconuts by the boxes. And then I just stock up my fruit rack. And over time, early on when I went raw, it was, it was a harder 
because I was so used to eating and consuming so many calories. But it was empty calories, you know? I'm eating like a burger and fries, expanding my stomach, but I'm hungry again, you know? I need chips, I need my ice cream, all this stuff. Whereas now, I'm a 32 ounce green juice, like I said, 15 servings of raw vegetables. You're getting all these minerals in your body and you're satisfied, and I can go hours and be good. Like, there's never a point where I'm starving all the time. I'm always satisfied. And if I do get a little hungry, I got my fast food at home. I have a fruit rack that's always loaded, grab and go, you know? I love that, your fast food. That's my fast food, <laughs> fast, fast food, food right food. in the hotel, yeah, exactly. It's very easy, it's hydrating. It's, when I wake up in the morning, I don't think how I'm getting my calories or my protein or my macros. I think how am I gonna have energy and how am I gonna be hydrated enough to have the mental clarity to do what I have to do in a day? And I think that is extremely appealing to a lot of people when you put it that way, because for me, it's like, how do I save time? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I maximize my day? And to be able to know that, one, I'm consuming foods that actually taste good, and I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm getting my nutrition. I'm going to look better. I'm going to feel better. It, that, to me, makes a lot of sense. So I've had a lot of conversations with people who talk about, you know, be a fruitarian, and, you know, that's the way we're supposed to eat, and we are, you know, all that stuff. Right. Um, so what you're saying is really resonating with me, and I'm hoping that people are listening at home as well and saying, okay, this is not hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not something that's super complicated. The hardest part about it is the people you're around. The people you're around, the environment around, your work, your, your family, that's where you get the, you know, because you're doing something out of the ordinary. Like when I was living in Chicago, I was getting a lot of resistance from family, friends, work, coworkers, thinking I'm crazy, drinking swamp drink, only eating fruit. But ultimately, I was improving my life. I was feeling better. And what I started realizing is it was important to me. So I didn't care what other people said. You did you. you. I did me. Ultimately, it took me to California because I said, you know what? I want to get out of my comfort zone, continue to grow in this lifestyle, continue to create content. And, And that's ultimately what happened. I didn't want to be in the cold no more. And I was totally comfortable with being alone on this journey because it's made me happier and healthier than I've ever been at 38, you know, so. And you also got to discover what you're what you can do. Right. And that's what it does. When, you, when you're able to, the, the thing it did for me is it, it cleaned out my vessel. You know, you clean your body with all the fasting, all the doing the colonics, doing the, eating the raw foods, and you clean out all the crap and you gain the mental clarity to realize that we can literally create anything we want in this world. We don't have to. I was working a nine to five for 12 years, you know, for somebody else's dream and doing the same thing every day for the same paycheck for what? And then finally I woke up and I'm like, wait a second, you know, I can really create and do whatever I want in this life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go continue to build on what I'm doing in a place where I can do it without no distractions, without anything pulling me back from my old lifestyle. And that's ultimately where I am right now. You were able to grow into the individual that you are exactly, today. Yeah. And the interesting thing that I really love is that, just like Sean was saying, for the, for the ones who are either watching us or hearing us, you can get all your protein. All plants have protein. That's the beautiful thing about it. They all have the calcium and all the minerals, vitamins, all the, pretty much all the nutrition that you need in just that 32-ounce glass or yeah. even more that you do. And, and even that, well, the, here's the deal. So I'll do 32 ounces every day, and I'll incorporate different types of greens every day, well, right? So I'll do a standard. Why don't you walk us through your day, like in the morning, like you said, you get so, up. So a, a standard green juice, yeah, I'll do my water, but a green juice every day would be something like uh, spinach, celery, lemon, cucumber, uh, ginger, and apple, right? That's a basic green juice. And what I like to... Uh, 
encourage people to do is start with that and rotate your greens. Like instead of a whole bunch of spinach one day, do a whole bunch of kale, do dandelions, do some bok choy, uh, cilantro. Like get all those different minerals from all the different greens out there. Do da today mine was dandelions, you know. Mm. So I've never juiced and, dandelion. And dandelions or bok choy. are extremely beneficial for the liver. It's one of the best greens for the liver. So um, yeah, I mean there's so many different ways. And people that have gone vegan and then they're not vegan anymore, it just blows my mind because it's like it, first of all you weren't vegan in the first place because I think vegan is an ethical word, right? It, but you but to be plant based, there's so much crap food out here now. You know, like all you go to all these vegan events. I was at Eat Drink Vegan this summer. No raw options. You know, there's None? all these nothing. Even there's though you were a acai guest? bowl. There's an acai bowl. That's it. That's all they had. Boring. So it, it frustrates me because it's giving the lifestyle. You know, people think going vegan is healthier, but when you're eating these Beyond Meat burgers and these triple Whoppers that are, you know, it's crazy. You see all these people walking around all this crazy food. It's like ultimately that's going to keep your health even worse than it was. You know, it, it's a great bridge food, right, to get you over. But ultimately, you want to eat plant based. You want to start eating more, if not a very high or all raw diet. And when you do that, um, things that I've started incorporating stuff like sea moss, spirulina, you know, a lot of different superfoods, hemp seeds thrown in my juice, you know, things that you, where you can kind of shock your body into getting different things. And, and when you eat raw, your body is like gets super sensitive and you can feel the effects of it over time. So I've been like incorporating the fresh algae and I do feel like my brain is working better, you know, and I do feel a little more energy. And when you eat this way, you get more energy to do the more, more things that you want in a day. I've well. seen I've seen your video on, that you did on sea moss. I, first of all, I had no idea. I've been vegan twelve years now, but I'm not a completely raw. And I saw that you had something called sea moss, and I was like, I didn't even knew you could eat sea moss. I mean, yeah, you eat you know like when you have sushi, right? But can you t talk a little bit about that, like sea moss? Yeah. So sea moss is basically so the way I prepare it is it's um, you you soak it because it's kind of has a fishy smell to what it. What is it exactly? It's, it's a sea vegetable, basically. Okay. And what you do is you soak it, and you can blend it into like a paste, or you just blend it in a smoothie. Some people boil it to make that smell go totally off and then kind of soften it, but I don't. It I do it raw. It doesn't kill the nutrients if you boil it? I'm sure it does. That's why I don't boil it. What I do is I soak it for about 24 hours. Some people say a few hours. I soak it 24 hours. It kind of like puffins up, and then you drain it, and all like that smelly, fishy. salty, fishy yeah, smell so. is gone. And I'll blend it in a smoothie with coconut water and banana, and that's it, and I'll drink it. Because sea moss, I guess, it supposedly has 92 of the 102 essential um, minerals Amino acids or that minerals? the body needs. Mm -hmm. So, wow. I mean, that's what I'm saying, is just stacking the deck in your favor. You like, find out about all these superfoods, you know, like spirulina is a staple in my diet as well. I also noticed that you add spirulina to that sea moss and it turns it like this pretty color blue, yeah. like a mermaid blue. Yeah, so I'm always looking, and I'm always looking for the best quality stuff too. Like I just started doing Vimergy spirulina, which I know they source in the Colorado rivers, which is like good quality stuff. So, and then when you start incorporating that stuff, you start noticing differences and you're, and you're not going to worry about going deficient in minerals because you're just eating Beyond Burgers and fries all day and saying you're vegan, you know? And unfortunately, that's a big part of the movement. And people think that raw is so crazy and so like, I don't know how he does it, but it's, try it. Try doing it. Try eating the foods we're meant to eat, you know? Because we're not doing that. Even most vegans, I mean, I just did a retreat in March in Costa Rica and one of the speakers, Victoris Kolvinskis, you know, part of the Hippocrates Institute, he said that the, most of the patients they get are vegans that are way worse off than people that aren't vegan. Wow. And it's because they're eating the wrong stuff. They're eating all this transitional food, all this stuff, all the Gardein and all the Amy's stuff and all the Beyond stuff. And it's, 
to me, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I didn't cross that path, that I kind of got extreme with the raw, and that because I, I felt like I would have got sucked into that as well. Fully raw, Christine, I, I remember hearing uh, something that she said on YouTube. She's like, try to substitute one meal and make it fully raw mm -hmm. because you need to eat food in its natural form. Exactly. Because it will lose it with all the processing, let it be vegan or not, you're still going to remove or add things that that food does not need, and your body's going to be like, ah, uh, no. Yeah. I kind of agree with you there. Yeah. Christina, yeah, I'm a, actually, she's a really good friend of mine, and she eats, I mean, the way she eats is very similar to the way I eat as well. Um, the I have only her app because of that reason, of that lecture, yeah. and it, it's giving me uh, some ideas. Yeah, and a game changer that I love about her is the sauces, the dressings, those are real game changers. I mean, like, if you make a zoodle, zoodles, right, zoodle pasta with zucchini noodles, she has an Alfredo sauce that is so good if mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. put it in the Vitamix and it just kind of warms mm -hmm. a little bit in the Vitamix and you pour it on. It's amazing. I mean, you can make it, you can spice up any meal raw and really taste it and it, it'll really come out good. My like favorite is her avocado dressings that okay. she does with the zoodles. I yeah. love that one. I'm yeah. not much of a ranch because I grew up in South America. My mm -hmm. boyfriend does like the ranch. That's yeah. why we've tried the ranch with him. Yeah. Her avocado with like cilantro is like that freshness that you feel. And right. Like you feel your body soaking in all the nutrients. Right. Uh, yeah. Before we continue, I just want to make sure Johnny will be here for the vegan block party, but we do have raw juices. We're going to have Natalie's Solge and definitely Miami Fruit is going to be there providing oh, the smoothies. I love Miami Fruit. Yes. I made sure of that. We, that was one conversation that I had with Rain. He is the founder of Miami Fruit, one of the founders. And I said, please at least have a smoothie for me because I also don't want to be eating all the stuff that's going to be there that is processed as well. Yeah. But I will need this. It's going to be hot. We're going to need something nice and cool to drink. Right. And, and I, just, I just wanted to share, like, I decided to go raw for 14 days and do mm -hmm. a challenge for myself, but I got help. I did a 21-day um, reboot with someone. So okay. they gave me all the information, all the recipes, everything right. that I needed to know. And I can say, personally, like, after the second, third day, I felt so energized. Like, I, I just, I couldn't imagine how good I could feel on that. Yeah. And I don't know why I stopped. I think I ended up going past the 14 days, and then, like, I was at an event or something and then we had like a dinner or whatever. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah. Kind of just went back off of it. Yeah. But I, I'm looking to go back on the, on a raw diet. And because I'm just not happy with the way I'm eating. If someone else has that same thought, like, oh, I'm listening to this or oh, I've been following Johnny for a while and okay, this is putting me over the edge, what would you recommend? Like, where should you start? Uh, the, no matter what, no matter what diet, I feel the most important tool I'll always, always, always rep this is a juicer. It's the most powerful tool I feel in modern technology because everybody's health is suffering and it's the perfect tool to incorporate every day just to get you back on track. It helps you bring more life force into the body. It helps you bring more nutrients into the body. And if you can incorporate one 32 ounce juice, incorporate one smoothie and eat some fruit, I mean, and then if whatever you want to do at dinner, if you want to make a salad, you want to make, you know, raw tacos with romaine or uh, some zoodles or something like that. I mean, there's so many ways to go about it. But once you train your body to get those nutrients on a day-to-day -day basis, your body will get to a point where you're not always hungry. You're not always looking for something, you know, like I have friends, oh, I'm, I crave salt. I crave my potato chips. I need, well, get yourself to a point, do a little juice cleanse, you know, to help reset the taste buds. And then when you get off of it, you're not going to be craving that stuff. You'll be craving 
an apple or salad and just stay on the journey. But I, I definitely recommend, we can only eat so much in a day. Incorporate a juice, incorporate a smoothie, do your nice creams, whatever, whatever it is you have to do. You know, there's so many things you can do. I think we just complicate and think we have to make these raw gourmet meals all the time. When it's like Nobody just, got time for that. All right. Unless you have somebody to do it for you. I mean, it helps though. I mean, having, so in my kitchen, I have a very nice dehydrator on my counter. I have a water distiller, I have a juicer, and I have my Vitamix. I mean, you, if you have the tools, it makes it much more easy. And I have my fruit rack. So you do both. You juice and you I do blend. Both. Because yeah. there's like two different camps. No, you can't juice. You have to blend. No, I, I use my Talk Vitamix and make smoothies. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand people that are against juicing. I feel like they've never done it or actually experienced the benefits from it to knock it. There's no way there's no way in the world you can knock juicing. I mean the Gerson Institute heals can they've been healing cancer patients for years and their protocol is twelve juices a day. Some of because the arguments, sorry for interrupting, some of the arguments um, here reading in my notes is that the main thing is that it kills the fiber or you're not getting the whole fruit because you get that pulp. Right, right. And the, and the problem is people are, that, that shouldn't be a problem. People shouldn't be worried about the fiber because if you're eating a diet you're supposed to be, you should be getting the fiber you need. Juicing should be ultimately a multivitamin, like a real multivitamin that just rapidly gets absorbed in your system because it's like a 15 minute absorption. So what you should do is focus on, there's no possible way you can consume that many nutrients in one sitting, you know? So if you can do that every day and it, yeah, it strips the fiber, but also our digestive system is the most overused system in the human body. It's beat up from us eating the wrong foods, not chewing well enough. And it's a great way to cheat that whole process, cheat getting your vegetables and just rapidly absorbing all those nutrients. It's, it's a great way to start your journey. No better way I feel. So I've noticed in this, the vegan community, a lot of people come in, a lot of people come out. And typically what I've seen is when people aren't in it for the long haul, it's because it's not tied to the ethical side of things. Mm -hmm. How, what has been your experience in terms of, because you, you make a lot of the rounds and go around across the country. What has been your experience in terms of the ethical side okay. of veganism and people who go into it more on a plant-based side? Yeah. Um, I feel a lot of people that have gone into it for health, like, I mean, is more, are, are probably more passionate about it and then they, then they find the ethical side. Um, some of the people that have gone, come, go, got into vegan and then gone back, I, I feel like they almost did it for maybe to build a platform, maybe mm. for business reasons, because I don't understand how you can go this route, because to me it's been, a, it's, it's been a constant state of evolving. It's been an awakening, and I don't know how you can go backwards after finding this information and getting healthier and knowing you know, what you're doing for the animals, what you're doing for the planet, what you're doing for your own health. I have something else for you to think about. Mm -hmm. It could also have been a lack of education. Exactly. And that's what I was talking about with the raw diet, just how people knock raw. Oh, you shouldn't be raw. That's why people are... I've gotten people telling me that I shouldn't be raw because it's giving vegans... That's why vegans are going back to eat meat. And it's like, actually, this is the ultimate way we're supposed to be eating. At one point, everybody was eating their food raw. Every animal in the world eats their food raw except for us. We put fire to our food. We kill the enzymes. We kill the nutrients. So when you start eating this way and juicing, and some of these people have never juiced in their life that I know. So, mm -hmm. so I noticed on your Instagram, it's not just you. You yeah. have some really cool videos. Tell yeah. us a little bit Thank about you. your partner in crime. Yeah, so Noah, actually it was funny, after I watched Earthlings, um, there was a huge segment on dogs, you know, euthanization, puppy mills, all that, and I, was, and it, I cried my eyes out watching that documentary, and I knew after that I wanted to adopt a puppy. And uh, it was about two months later, I went to uh, the Alive Rescue in Chicago, and Noah was actually a rescue pup. 
So I rescued him at like six months and uh, originally had him on a raw meat diet but transitioned him vegan once I found out all the information on it and education on it and friends of mine who have had their dogs vegan for years like Dom's. Dom's has had a 13 year old puppy that's vegan, right? So, scruffy. Well, no, Scruff McFly. Scruff McFly. There you go. <laughs> so, and Noah's, you I know, now it's going on five years vegan and he's, his health is amazing. His blood works good. His, obviously his hair is great. His energy. Mm. I feel like are, we're on the same frequency. Obviously in the videos you could see it's like very, I mean, he's, he's a very unique pup. Um, but yeah, he was, uh, I used to just, my platform used to be all about juicing 100% and a little bit about veganism and I incorporated him one day in a video, a watermelon video, when Instagram only had 15 second videos. And it went crazy. It was at a time when people were like reposting videos. So I was getting reposts from a lot of big uh, platforms where you didn't have to pay at the time to get them to repost. And uh, yeah, that's what really built my platform. And ultimately now what I do is I use Noah. Yeah, I use him as a tool because everybody loves dogs. Mm. Nobody, not everybody's vegan, but everybody loves dogs. So I use him as a tool that people see the video and there's been people that have come to me, hey, I will start following you for your dog, but I got a juicer. I just recently went vegan. I, and that's ultimately, you know, the mission is how, to plant seeds. How old seeds. is Noah? He'll be six. In, and he's been plant-based vegan dog for? Almost five years. Almost five years. Yeah. And I, I'm sure you've gotten it because I know I've gotten it. People who overhear that my dog is, my dog is on a V-dog, but she loves her fruit. So right. I always give it to her on a snack. And mm -hmm. then you see Noah over here eating pretty much what you eat. Everything is raw. Mm -hmm. What are the criticisms that you've gotten or the hate? Or I, yeah, I, I did a what I feed my vegan dog on YouTube. <laughs> Some of the messages I got that I should be, go to prison, yeah. that I should get my, I mean, it is just crazy. But I... I don't worry about that. I, I know the way I take care of my dog. I know the way he is, his health. So what other people think is just to me their miseducation and misinformation that they're projecting on me. I, I, if, if something was really wrong with his diet or if I felt something was wrong or if his blood work wasn't right or if anything, if anything started, I would totally obviously make a change. That's but. a key thing that you said, his blood work his veterinarian mm -hmm. checks him out and mm -hmm. the, if the veterinarian is saying okay great his blood work looks beautiful he looks like a happy healthy dog he's running around mm -hmm. he doesn't look like he's sick or dying and mm -hmm. like you said his shiny coat he's a yorkie so his hair yeah. is yeah that's one of the indicators and then people shouldn't care right well he's, unfortunately they it's especially if people aren't vegan a lot of the people that watch my video probably weren't even vegan themselves mm -hmm. and for me to they think i'm forcing it onto a dog but ultimately it's to me, I think it's a healthier way for them to live. Like they're like, oh, they're carnivores. Okay, well, if I put little eight pound Noah outside and let him just go live in the wild, what animal is he gonna go eat? Tiny. He's, is he gonna catch a squirrel? Is he gonna catch a bird? I think, a, you know, probably, a, what would you call those? Uh, what are those uh, animals that look like dogs? Wolves? Not wolves. Timberwolves? Uh, no. Uh, they're all uh -huh. over LA and Chicago. Um, why am I drawing a blank right now? They look like dogs? Yeah. But they're not wolves? No. Coyotes? Coyotes. Oh. Yeah. Coyotes are everywhere in Chicago. And I mean, I think a coyote, because that, that's what happens in Chicago or even in LA, coyotes come and swoop up yeah. little dogs. So oh, wow. I think Noah would be gone before he ever got his teeth on any type of animal. They're more of scavengers. You There's know, an I, actual um, commercial running around here that we were laughing our butts off. Um, it says, dogs cannot be vegan. 
give them the spirit of the wolf. And I'm looking at my, I have a four pound chihuahua, just mm -hmm. like you. Think about it. She would be like food for a predator, like one of those big birds that we have over here. Swoopy, look at this. Do you actually think that oh, my little thing exactly. can like with her tiny little claws? Yeah. No. I mean, you'd probably even have to worry about a cat with, you know, a, a wild cat outside. Our cat is bigger than Kona. Yeah, exactly. My dog is four tiny little pounds with tiny little legs. And exactly. then my boyfriend's cat is like this huge 10 pound Persian yeah. that we think of. We don't know. We found him somewhere. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, I'm sure you guys know about Bramble, the vegan dog that lived to like 27 human years. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Bramble's diet, you know, when I was doing my research, is very similar to what I feed Noah, but I give Noah a lot more. Like his base is like wild rice, sweet potatoes, beans, lentils, but he also gets sea moss. He also gets spirulina. That was going to be my next question. What exactly do you feed your dog? There he you gets, go. He gets, he gets raw hemp protein you know there's a lot of he, he gets a very high raw fat diet but good stuff I give him when I crack my coconuts I cut up the coconut meat I mix that in there you know so he's getting chia and flaxseed he's getting a lot of nutrients in his food he's getting a lot of fruits and vegetables he gets coconut water every day it's fresh from a coconut like what how many dogs drink co how many humans drink yes, coconut yes. water every day let alone a dog you know so I definitely make sure I take care of him. Every, every, everything I do, it's like an investment. It's not like just a dog where he's eating table scraps and canned dog food, you know? Right. No, and that's what's unfortunate is a lot of these people that give me criticism are probably doing that. Just that. here, here's a fry, here's a chip. But they're also not reading the food, the, the ingredients in the food right. of these big dog companies. And that's something that my boyfriend discovered when he kind of is going, he's making his transition. It's taken me three years. Mm -hmm. But when he found out that my dog was me, he was like, what? Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, this man loves my dog more than anything in the world. But when he started reading the ingredients, it's like dyes. Um, things like arsenic. We actually found that in one of big commercial, even in cat food. And he's like, okay, I agree with what you're saying. If you prefer to cook for her or anything like that, instead of feeding her this crap food, mm -hmm. and the ingredients are like this long. It mm -hmm. could be like 25, 35 different ingredients in yeah. just one bag of dog food. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna wind the podcast down. Um, I could probably do this for another hour. Yeah, for sure. Um, probably gonna do another one in another season. Yeah, but no um, doubt. I do want to, I do want to ask you this question because part of me is really on the marketing side and the promotion and media production because that's what SoFlo Vegans are our goals to help make South Florida become a global hotspot for veganism. Love it. And the way that, you know, we've been doing this for almost five years now and the way we've seen that is to be able to support local business, mm -hmm. you know, help them, you know, reach an audience, help them figure out the best practices, work with other, you know, influencers that are out there in the space, mm -hmm. you know, and just create that synergy. Right. Um, so you're obviously you know, have figured out something that works for you. I'm sure there's still things that you're working on. You're, you're, you're every day, you're learning something new. But what are some best practices that you can give out to people who may have up, who may want to develop a platform and have something unique to offer this community? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think everybody, first of all, that is vegan and wants to get their message out needs to do it. Make your profile public and do it. Find your niche. You know, like with Noah, I felt like I was, I'm doing something in a unique way that is different like for example i had a friend a really good friend of mine when i was when he found out i was moving to california he's like why are you going to move to california man he's like you're moving to california everybody you know in chicago nobody's doing what you're doing but i don't think of it that way i think of it i'm doing something that i love that i am very passionate about that is totally different from everybody else and i can go anywhere and and create and continue to just stay in my lane and do what i do so I've, i it's it's find something that's different you know like find 
a creative way to get your message out. You know, mm. don't just stand there with your plate and hashtag vegan and post, you know, sexy pictures with the quote. Like, find a way to, you know, get people to, you know, really be interested in what you're doing and the lifestyle. And that's what I try to do at Noah. Like I said, I just plant seeds with him. You know, create creating content with him. Make it fun for people. You know, make make it engaging. Okay. And any final words for our audience? Yeah. Yeah, well, any, what's yeah. going on? What can so, we yeah. connect with you? I have my second retreat coming up in uh, November, November uh, 6th through the 10th, 5th through the 10th in Costa Rica, Montezuma. Um, and, I do, and I do like random events in L.A. and, you know, stuff like this in Miami. And if people are looking for anything, you could obviously go on my Instagram or my website, johnnyjuicer.com. And that's like, that kind of navigates you everywhere. And you could find whenever I'm going to be somewhere. And... Um, any final words, Alpha, before we close off the podcast? It's amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. Like, no, I know no we, doubt. I pulled you away from the retreat really quick because this was the only time that we can do it. But we got a lot of good information, especially for people who want to start in that journey. I mean, the f- most important step is the first step, Yeah. especially when there is, thank God, not like 12 years ago, 15 years ago, that there is somebody at least that, hey, here's the information. Totally. Go ahead and take it and run with it. That's what I say. I always tell people my journey, I didn't go from A to Z overnight. It literally started one day with one juice and, and just building on every day. And one thing I didn't even say, and I'm going to say this real quick. I, I'll say it in a nutshell. The bi- one of the biggest parts of my journey is it changed my life so much. I lost 65 pounds, got off meds, healthier than ever, changed my whole lifestyle, don't party no more. And I was able to inspire my mother who... Mm-hmm. We had a heart attack in 2013 and she was on seven meds and she was on, she went to the Mayo Clinic and they wanted to cut her open and she saw how much it impacted my life because she used to put cold rags on my head for my migraine. She took me to the hospital for my colonoscopy. She gave me my meds. So she saw what it did for my lifestyle. So she was open to it and she started juicing, went vegan and last February got off her last pill, her cholesterol pill and completely reverse going plant-based, her heart disease. So it's, if I were to leave you with something, it's don't talk about the lifestyle. Actually walk it and live it and be an example. And with that, take these words, run with it, and I want to thank you so much for being on our podcast. Yeah, thank you. It's been, it, it's, yeah. it's been definitely one that I've been looking to, to have. And I'm going to walk that. away with it. I'm honestly, you're going to like see some videos from me like, hey, I'm Amazing. going to be raw vegan. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, there's so much truth in the diet. I mean, like I said, I've, and you hear stories, but to actually physically be like seeing my mother reverse heart disease, going through it myself, working diabetes retreats where type 2 diabetes is reversed in like four days, strictly going plant-based, and obviously cancer. I mean... Every chronic disease killing us every year can be prevented or reversed altogether with a plant-based diet done correctly. Unfortunately, and I can tell you this, there are so many wonderful doctors, but the reality is that even in nursing school, we only get one hour of nutrition class for one semester in a, what, 8 to 12-year career. Yeah, it's crazy. And I know I, I know many doctors who have said the same. And if we don't search out as medical professionals the information out there, we cannot help our patients. Yeah. We're causing more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you? johnnyjuicer.com, johnny underscore juicer on Instagram, johnnyjuicer on YouTube. And where can people find Noah? Uh, Noah, actually you could find him through my website or his Instagram is noahthevegan. 
And I want to thank you so much for listening to the SoFlow Vegans podcast. Thank Johnny Juicer. Thank Balance for Life for sponsoring this episode. You can find them at, um, you know, follow us in the show notes. A lot of interesting changes happening with them. But for now, you probably can find them at balanceforlifeflorida.com. So be on the lookout for some new cool things with them. And with that being said, we look forward to seeing you at the next podcast. Have a good one. Ah!